0: This is Desiree Summer, and you are listening to the podcast where we are talking about ways to have fun, to play more in our lives, and to find the adventures in all our big dreams and goals. Thank you so much for listening. Here we go. Today is the one where we talk about gardening, blooming where you're planted, and getting unstuck. Why are we talking about this? Because recently I've been busy digging out the overgrown parts of my garden. You know, all the parts I haven't really been paying much attention to for the last few years. I mean, I've mowed the lawn and made sure the pots looked pretty out front, but there's a couple areas that I don't go by all the time, and it's just been sort of easy to let them slide by. So I've been spending my time mucking about in the mud and the mice and the, you know, who knows what around the pond (laughs) while I try to restore order and equilibrium to places filled with what looks like little more than weeds, leaves, and rot. In fact, in the last few weeks, I've made a lot of progress. And while I'm proud of that progress, I have to tell you, the experience hasn't exactly been my idea of a good time. You know, sweating through sunscreen, red-faced as I chopped down volunteer holly trees, wading into the sludgy green depths of the neglected pond, uh, not to mention involuntarily surprise screaming at a snake I caught undulating its way off into the underbrush. Nope. This is most assuredly not my idea of me living my, you know, bravest, brightest, and most feminine self. In fact, there's been many a point in the middle of the madness when everything has just looked so much worse than when I started. And I've wondered, what the hell have I gotten myself into? Gardening isn't for the faint of heart, it's down and dirty work. And in the midst of all this, I've been thinking a lot about a mentor of mine whose favorite line has to be, bloom where you're planted. You know, you'd think as a gardener that I would love the little idiom, but you'd be wrong. I have to admit it, I have always hated the saying. I've just never liked the implication that we don't have a choice over where we stay or where we go. I mean, are we the gardeners of our lives or are we just the products of life? Do we get to have a say in where we're planted? Because I'll tell you, as a gardener, I happen to know that flowers tend to bloom or die based on their environments. Sadly, not their willpower. And if you give a flower the wrong conditions, poor soil for its needs, too little or too much sun, the poor thing won't survive, let alone flower. But under the right conditions, it will bloom its little heart out. I don't know about you all, but I can certainly relate. Because when I felt most stuck in my life, whether it's been in a place, a mood, or a pattern of behavior, the very idea of trying to bloom where I've been planted has seemed a depressing anthema to what I'm really craving— forward motion. Some things just don't nourish us. Some environments just don't nourish us. And we should be honest enough to admit it. You know, sending deep roots into soil that can't support you is only going to exhaust you in the long term. I will, however, say this, though. Being the gardener of your life is hard work because being the gardener of your life means knowing not just what you want, but what you've got going on under your own two feet right now. And then you have to figure out how to make those two things meet. You can't just pine for the garden you want in the future. You really do have to deal with the garden you've got now. And if you've been stuck for a while, if you've been numbed out or inattentive, what that often means is you've got a mess to clean up. Kind of like my garden. But, like my garden... What has been neglected can be restored. We can all learn to make the garden we have already have a place that nourishes us more and more over time. Not because we're stuck there, but because gardens, dreams, and the lives we live all tend to expand as our skill level and knowledge does. Until, as one of my favorite blogger writes, we can one day live in the garden of our own enchanted and resonant cultivation. Truly one of my favorite lines. All you need to do is to know where to start. And I suggest you start the way you would with any physical space that's become a real mess. Take a look around and ask yourself, what doesn't belong there? What isn't nourishing you? What's pulling on your energy, keeping you stuck? Then clean it out. The simple act of clearing out space, you know, pulling out the weeds, whether it's the literal clutter... Or the metaphorical one, like old thoughts, bad habits, or even negative relationships past their prime, can make you feel more free in very little time. And once you feel more free, you can take the time you need to decide what does belong there. What beautiful things can you plant that will nourish you and give you the momentum you need to move forward? Maybe you've always wanted to take a cooking class, or you realize you need fresh flowers in your home to make you feel good. Maybe you're ready to have a baby or start a career or retire. Start with the small things and they will lead to even bigger things. Just by clearing out the stuff that doesn't feed your soul, you will slowly start to have the room you need to pursue the goals and dreams you want. Better yet, when you get good at tending to your garden, clearing out the weeds, nurturing the things you do want, there's a very good chance you'll be rewarded with a bigger, better garden over time. And that, my friends, is the very essence of both forward movement and living an enchanted garden life. I hope you enjoyed this one and I hope it inspired you. I will talk to you guys next week. Thank you so much. Bye.